So our next question, when dealing with a difficult customer, which of the following is the best way to handle the solution? Do not argue with the customer and or be defensive. Use technical terms to assure customer confidence. Escalate the customer's issue to a supervisor or sympathize with the customer about the issue. Out of those options, what do we think would be the best course of action? Perfect, great. Do not argue with the customer and or be defensive. Now, it probably was a mix in between that and another answer. The other answer you're probably leaning toward was sympathize with the customer about the issue. The reason you don't want to sympathize with the customer about the issue is because you don't want to necessarily agree with whatever they say. You want to empathize. So you want to understand what they're saying, but you want to sympathize with what they say. Hey, you guys suck. You're terrible. You want to be like, yeah, you're right. So just make sure you empathize, but not necessarily sympathize and never, ever argue or get defensive. It's, it's a business, never personal. A user has downloaded files with his web browser. Where will they be stored by default in a Windows operating system? Will it go in downloads? Will it go in user desktop downloads? Will it go in users personal folder downloads? Will it go in users personal folder desktop and then downloads? Where will it be stored by default in a Windows operating system? Perfect. If the user's name was Mike, it will go in users his personal folder, then inside of the downloads folder, inside of his actual users folder. Good. What type of malware appears to perform a desired function, but is actually performing malicious actions behind the scenes? Is it a Trojan horse? Is it a worm? Is it adware or is it spam? What do we think? Perfect, it's a Trojan horse. So a Trojan horse is an application or software that seems like it's doing something really good, but it's actually doing something bad. For example, you download free antivirus, and that free antivirus actually gives you a virus whenever you scan for viruses. Uh, a worm is a type of malware that actually replicates itself. That's its main job. So you download it once, then it's a hundred of them, then it's a thousand of them, then it's a million of them if you never stop them. Adware is just additional software that comes with other things. Maybe you download a program and it comes with a toolbar. And we all know what spam is. Spam is unwanted advertisement or stuff that we don't want to see. Next up, and an end user receives a call from someone claiming to be from the help desk and asking for her username and password to prevent her email box from being deleted immediately. Which of the following best describes this type of attack? Is it shoulder surfing, men in the middle, social engineering, or ransomware? Out of those options, what would be the best choice? What do we think? Easy, social engineering. So social engineering is a big word that pretty much means somebody being nosy and just asking probing information and acting like there's somebody else and just trying to get as much information out of you as possible. Uh, shoulder surfing, simply put, you type in your password, typing in your username, and somebody's just looking over your shoulder trying to get that information. Man in the Middle is an application or a person being in between two senders and receivers. So I'm sending something to you, and it's actually somebody in the middle actually looking at that information. They can either capture it, manipulate it, and still send it, or they can just capture it and it never gets to you, or they can just look at it, 
write down all that information and then still it'll still get to you. A ransomware is a type of malware that actually holds information or actually expose information until you actually do whatever the hacker or the application tells you to do. If it tells you, hey, you gotta run down the street and um, scream, I love ice cream, or in reality, if it asks you for money or it asks you to do something that you may not wanna do, okay? Uh, next up, a P6, uh, <laughs> a PC technician has been asked to verify certain group policies applied on a workstation. Which of the following commands should be run on said workstation? Okay, what will actually verify that certain policies have been implemented on a workstation? Great. GP result. What does GP stand for? GP stands for group policy result. So I actually show you what devices have actually got the group policy applied to them. Then GP update would actually update the group policy. System blank is a feature in Windows that will bring a computer system files to an earlier point in time. Easy, system restore. So out of recovery, time capsule, doesn't make any sense. And virtualization, the best option would be system restore. Easy, 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 perfect. Uh, which Windows command is the command line counterpart of disk management? Is it format? Is it check disk? Is it disk part? And is it convert? So we already know that disk management is where we create partitions, where we allocate space, so on and so forth. So instead of doing it in the GUI, which is the uh, graphical user interface, doing it in the command line. What is the command line counterpart of doing it inside the graphical user interface? Perfect. Disk part. Good. So if we want to convert a file system from, let's say, NTFS to FAT32 or from FAT32 to NTFS, that's where we would use a convert command. Format is actually applying a file system to a partition. And then CHCKDSK actually isn't even a command. The real command is CHKDSK. All right, so we got to be careful when we're looking at that type of stuff too. And check this actually checks the hard drive for errors. You are at a customer's workstation to install several software and hardware updates, a process that will take a while and will require several reboots of the computer. What should you do about the password to the user's account? Should you A, require the customer sit with you throughout the process so he or she can type in the uh, password each time you need it? B, ask the user to write down their password for you to use? C, ask the user to, to change the password temporarily for you to use? Or D, call your supervisor. What do you think you should do? Now this is for testing purposes, testing purposes. What do you think is the most ethical, most uh, positive way, uh, most textbook answer to this um, question? Now, it's not write down the password for you to use. In real life, to be honest, that's probably what's gonna happen. You hey, what's your password? But textbook, according to CompTIA, what you should actually do is temporarily change the password. Temporarily change the password and then they can change it back once you get finished doing whatever you're doing. That way it'll safeguard you as well as them. You don't have access to their stuff anymore, so uh, you'll be safe and they'll be safe as well. Which of the following is a risk of implementing a BYOD policy? Now, what does BYOD stand for? 
BYOD stands for bring your own device. Now, bring your own device is exactly what it means. You bring your laptop, bring your, your tablet, you bring your cell phone, and use it all on your work network. So what's some risks um, of implementing BYOD out of these options? Introduce your malware onto the network. DHCP may fail due to incompatibility. Different encryption technology. Higher risk of phishing attacks. What is most likely out of these a risk of implementing a BYOD policy? Easy. Introducing malware onto the network. Good. Now, gang, that is actually the last slide. What the? That is the last slide. So, I'm um, glad that you enjoyed yourself. I'm glad that you learned today. So, have a great day. And other than that, I'll see you in class.